dead son 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 i don't even know what we're talking about man <laughs> You don't know what we're going to talk about? I know you pulled up like a newspaper article or not a newspaper article, just an article, but... All right, we are recording. All right. Welcome to this. <laughs> you see what I did there? I did. Welcome to this week's edition of the most awesomest podcast recorded in this household. <laughs> Dadson Podcast. I'm the dad. I'm son. Are you, you awake? That like barely croaked out of you. I'm the dad. Okay, I was gonna say like you didn't really step up to the plate either. <laughs> oh, that's harsh. That's harsh. All right, so oh. oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm the son. Okay, first of all, we are back from our little break, if you will. We apologize for the retread of the first podcast that we rebroadcasted last week. Does that make any sense? Well, why are you telling them it's the first one for all they know? It's a new one. <laughs> no, well, no, I prefaced it by saying it. this is the first one to talk about how we're doing the podcast. And I titled it when it when we began or when it began because I've been listening to a lot of music by the replacements and that's one of their songs. So oh I didn't tell anybody that till now, but I, I totally swiped a replacement song title for our podcast. That made me happy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we are off a week and we regrouped. Not to bring you a better podcast, but we did regroup. Now, first of all, before we go into the show topic, of which you led on at the beginning when you didn't know I was recording. Oh, you were recording the whole time? Yeah, that uh, you don't know what the topic's going to be. But before well, when we, did you start recording? Um, I don't know. When I, I don't know, at the beginning? All right. <laughs> no idea. All right. So, so before we hit the topic, um, and again, uh, you know, we're always looking for show topics. I pulled right. this one out of, out of thin air. But before we do that, uh, how was your week? I mean, our listeners want to know. You're driving now, and right. you've got a job. So how's it been going? It's going pretty good. How about you? When do I get my rent check? It's going to be a few more days, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you worked last night. I did. Yeah. And when you came home, were you all like amped up, or were you dead tired? Uh, I was really dehydrated. Really? Yeah. I was, you're not allowed to have anything to drink at work? I'm sure you're allowed to. I, I just didn't. Do we need to pack you something to drink? I need a lunchbox. Really? A Scooby-Doo lunchbox. You need like a hard pail <laughs> to take to work? That's awesome. All right, all right. So you had a good week. I did. How about you? And did you cry at night when we didn't record the podcast last week? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a yes then? Uh, yeah. All right, what, so what a really good crying impression. So clearly, I just realized I didn't turn off the air. So if you hear the air in the background, it's Zane. It's the boy's fault. <laughs> it's the son's fault. All right, so I have this topic. All right. First of all, to lead up to this topic, right. I'm not going to tell you what it is until like the very end. I'm just going to build suspense. All right. So uh, I think we have established that we live in the Sunshine State, right? Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> That's according to Sarah Palin. <laughs> Did you see, you know who Sarah Palin is, right? Isn't she like a politician? Right, right. Former governor of Alaska, former vice president, running mate. Right. Uh, um, and she didn't win. But she said, there's a quote this week, that she Bill Nye is as much of a scientist as she is. And she's a scientist, right? No, oh. she's a politician. 
Oh, she used to be a journalist, a sports journalist. Well, you know who Bill Nye is, right? Yeah, he's, he's a, a science leg- guy. <laughs> right, right. He's a, he's a scientist, right? Anyway, I don't know. Okay, so I'm sorry. I was like, what got us to that point? Because I said something about Alaska. All right, so no, we live in the Sunshine State, which is. Which is Florida. That's right. I, I Flow rider. Flow rider. I, I threw you that softball just to see if you were paying attention. All right. So we live in Florida. Right. And we live probably, we're probably about 12 miles from the ocean. Right. I think that's about right. 12, maybe yeah. 15 miles from the ocean. Right. And when's the last time we've been to the beach? Uh, the summer of 83. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because you weren't born then. But seriously. Oh, uh, it must have been like. I can, I remember like, when we last like, time we went a to a year the beach. and a half ago. No, it was when your sister graduated high oh, school. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. So that's been almost a year, right? So even though we live right by the beach, or fairly close, it's relatively easy to get to. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're out the door, out our back door, and we're we're looking at the ocean. But it's not that hard to get to the beach. We hardly, rarely ever go. And why do you think that is? Because uh, going to the beach is a lot more uh, trouble than it's worth. Really? I mean, driving 15 minutes oh, no, and, no, and no, to no, take no. in the beauty of the world and the ocean on, on and your feet. Mankind. Oh, so it's all about getting sand where it shouldn't be? Yeah. And like, I don't know, like, you know, the, the ocean. You know, so I have like, to record this podcast. We're heading to the beach. Beach okay. day. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you don't really like going? Eh, yeah, no, not really. I mean, like, I'll go. Like, Doesn't float your boat? No pun intended. Does it grind your gears when you get sand in bad places? Well, I mean, like... What I'll, bad places can sand get into? Uh, Let's do the whole podcast toenail. on that. Your toenail. Your toenail? Have you gotten sand underneath your toenails? I think so, yeah. Oh, that sounds terrible. It is terrible. <laughs> so I remember when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, it's funny because, you know, we live 15 miles from a beach. You said and 12. 12, whatever. 15 <laughs> minutes. And so for all of the people that listen to it, our podcast that are from Florida... I wonder how often they go to the beach versus those of those that listen to the podcast that don't live in Florida who are probably like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you don't go to the beach every weekend. Because yeah. there's people that take vacations just to go to a beach. Right. Probably not our beach, but just to go to a beach. Uh, I'm sure that there's like, you know, nicer beaches out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we live on the East Coast, so it's, our beaches are a little bit smaller on the West the Coast. Coast. <laughs> no, 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 don't no, say that. All right, the so, West is the best. <laughs> so we used to take you guys to the beach all the time, right. but when you, when you take little kids anywhere, right. you feel like you have to pack up half your household, right? Right. And so you take half your household to the beach, Right. you know, an umbrella, a bag full of food juice boxes diapers right all that stroller possibly just to get good from the boardwalk to the beach probably not though um and i'm i already mentioned umbrella right so you sit in there and 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 you watch the kids and when they're real little you have to be really careful around the ocean because the undertow could take you under that was what i was always paranoid when you guys under what undertow is that the right word the undertow? Yeah. They said undertoad. Undertoad. <laughs> like underdog except a toad. <laughs> a toad wearing a cape. Um, but uh, uh, I was always paranoid that like an undertow would, would, you guys would be like, oh, you know, like just ro- along the edge right before it drops off into like, not deep, but you know what I mean? You have deeper. like deeper that you guys would, the undertow would take you. So it was always very stressful. And yeah. then of course, n- none of you, neither of you like having sand on you. Yeah. So, you know, what was always like, oh, let's go to the beach. It'll be so much fun. It was always so much work and stress. Yeah. 
So I think that's just carried on. Although I wouldn't mind going to the beach. I don't mind going to the beach. Yeah. I don't have to like have. I don't have to go get our you know bathing suits on or whatever. We I think we a couple times we've just like yeah. been driving. And we're like oh, let's go walk on the beach. Yeah, I like doing that. Yeah, but like you know actually going going to the beach. Right, right. Although we are the only people usually on the beach then are walking around with like non swim trunks on and stuff like that and like full business suits. Right, exactly. Styling and profiling. All right, so here's so you haven't been to the beach in a while. So yeah. let me let me tell you if I'm gonna read you or I'm gonna is this gonna make me not want to go to the beach? No, ever? no, no. I'm gonna. <laughs> I found this article and I thought you know we've talked about what show topics. Oh, by the way, you didn't do the spinning wheel. But you didn't talk about the wheel. Well, uh, clearly I'm talking about the wheel now. <laughs> <laughs> so so we spin the big wheel of topics, <laughs> which is really a lie because we're not clearly not spinning the big wheel of topics. I feel uh, our our listeners probably feel deceit right now, <laughs> like scam, phony. I trusted you. <laughs> all right, um, all right. So I'm trying to pull up an article on the computer while we're recording. All right, so this is what I pulled up. Tell me if you think this would be an interest to talk about. Okay. And if not, then it's up to you to figure out what we're going to talk about. All right. So leading up to the beach. All right, you ready? Ready. Hold on. All right. So you go to the beach. And right. you know what are what are the things that you see on the beach? Sand, <laughs> very good. Oh. <laughs> but I mean, like you know, you'll see. Well, you see a lot seaweed. of seaweed sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes some jellyfish. I've never seen a jellyfish. Oh, you've seen jellyfish, not like not like the ones with the long legs, but like they look like plastic bags. Yeah, basically purple plastic bags or kind of see through purple. Yeah. You've seen them on the beach. I think. so. Remember, we're like Zane. Go grab that real quick. Just kidding. <laughs> um, occasionally you'll see a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> occasionally you'll see some garbage or something. But I found this article: eleven weird things that have washed ashore. Oh, uh, okay. You ready for this? Uh, I'm ready. All right. And I read it, and I thought, okay, it could be weirder. Really? Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go through all of them, but let's let's number one: Lego bricks. Lots of Lego bricks. You ready? Wait, 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 when I say lots of Lego bricks, that means they were all compacted in like one well, solid structure? Or? Well, here's what happened. 62 shipping containers full of 4.8 million Lego pieces fell off board, uh, fell off a boat on February 13th, 1997. And since then, pieces have been washing up on the UK shores uh, for years. And then it says they're no, not let's go they're, to the Lego. Store. Yeah. <laughs> like screw that song. Unless you go to the beach, it says, and they're not regular square bricks, uh, square bricks either. Delightfully, many of the Legos in the container were nautically themed. So you know how Legos have like themes. You yeah. can buy like the Batman Lego set, or like our our buddies of ours, their kids recently have a Scooby Doo set. Really? Well, these were nautical themed. So imagine going to the ocean, right? Right. Going to the beach, and then. Uh, on shore, you see tons of Lego pieces, and it's like a boat, you know, a little captain, a little steering wheel. How cool would that be? That'd be awesome. like, like the people they got turned into Legos. Yeah, they'll, they'll, I want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> and one of the spells was Captain Jack Sparrow and his whole crew turned into Legos. That's hilarious. That's well played. Well played. So that would that be pretty awesome, though, right? <laughs> I mean, seriously, if you go to the beach and you're like, oh, yeah, it's just the sand. But like all of a sudden, like there's like 
you know, 100 pieces of Legos, you'd be like, oh, that's pretty cool. Remember that time we went to the beach and there was like toys on the beach? Do you think there'll be an Xbox there when we go next time? But was there actually ever toys on the beach when I went there? No, I'm saying if you saw a bunch of Legos. <laughs> would that be cool or no? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think an Xbox that was in the ocean. The ocean. <laughs> no, no, but I'm just saying Legos. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if there were a lot of Legos on our beach, I think I think there'd be more people there. Yeah. All right. How about this one? This one's very timely to us. Timely. Timely. Okay. And that we recently discussed this topic. Okay. Any guesses? Um, does it have two letters? To do with animals. Two letters. Star Wars. Two letters. <laughs> oh, two letters. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, two letters. Yes. <laughs> okay, just one of the same letters. Just not just one of the same page. All right, and not the, three, the, not one. But all right, two. the last letter is a T. E T. Yes. Yes. E T has washed upon the shore. <laughs> This is number two. When Margaret Mel Margaret Wells was robbed in 2011, she lost one particularly irreplaceable item from her Hampshire, England home, a life-size E.T. replica made by her daughter as part of a stage makeup course. Several months later, a beachgoer at a nearby Portsmouth, by nearby Portsmouth, saw E.T. floating in the surf, but didn't realize what it was at first. The pedestrian called the police, fearing it was a body on the beach, but the police quickly realized it was a one-of-a-kind alien model. So, who got to keep and it? And then there's a quote from Miss Wells. There's only, one in the, in, there's only one in the whole of England, and that is mine. I always knew E.T. would come home. Yeah, see what she did there? And the guy's like, screw that, yeah. he's mine now. Yeah. <laughs> E.T., wash ashore, home. <laughs> so... That's kind of cool, right? Did any of his buddies fall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was his buddy? What was his buddies from know. the Green Planet? <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, if you just turn in, you got to listen to our ET. I don't even remember what we called it, but there's a podcast, two or three episodes, talks about our experience on the ET ride at Universal. Two or three episodes. Yeah, two or three episodes ago. Oh, I thought you meant we spent two or three episodes. And uh, uh, it includes E.T. and his friends Cornelius? No. Uh, and accordingly, apparently E.T. Corn- has friends and he pole dances at the Universal <laughs> Studios, which is pretty fantastic. <laughs> All right, so E.T. So can you imagine if you're walking on the beach and you see something and you don't think it's E.T. and you're like, oh my God, that looks like a shriveled up old baby. Because that's what E.T. looks like, right? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like an avocado skit. Uh, uh, Skin colored avocado. <laughs> All right, like I'm gonna a, like an avocado that was like in a tanning booth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so number three was love letters from World War Two. Oh, that's kind of cool, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that brings me back to the beach. If I read some love letters, I'd be like, eh. Legos, I'm I'm back again, right? <laughs> love letters, ET, I'm for sure. I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> Maybe is the pole coming next? Crew, like, <laughs> him and his crew are coming. <laughs> uh, how about a Harley Davidson? Like the motorcycle? Yes. Did like the guy who found it, did he immediately take off with it? All right. I'm going to change this guy's name because I don't know how to pronounce it. No, spell uh, it. So I'm just going to... I-K-U-O is his first name. I-K-U-O. Yeah. Equo. Equo. Okay. Equo Yokoyama lost his home in it's three... Okay. First of all, it starts off kind of sad. So I kind of feel bad for 
being a so let's get in a somber mode right right what was his first name <laughs> Equo. Equo yokoyama lost his home and three family members in the devastating 2011 tsunami so he probably hadn't given much thought to the fact that he also lost his motorcycle and everything else that was in the van that he was that he was using as a storage shed until it washed up on shore over a year later in British Columbia, more than 3,000 miles away. Peter Mark stumbled upon the storage unit while exploring a remote beach on Graham Island. The bike was a little rusty, but after the story went public, a Harley Davidson representative in Japan tracked down Yokoyama and offered to pay for it to be transported back to him and repaired to its former glory. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. First of all, there's a little like redemption story in there, right? Yeah. Um, I thought, because I'll be honest with you, I pulled the article. I'm hearing this, the detail in the first time. Yeah. When I was reading it, I thought, <laughs> I thought it was just going to say, and the Harley Davidson representative paid to ship it back, and that was the end of it. Like, <laughs> here's your washed up, rusty old motorcycle. But hey, you can have it now. <laughs> Congratulations. At least they fixed it. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's, I'll meet you halfway, okay? Like, I'll put it in, like, 100. <laughs> right, right. All right. So there is, and apparently most of this stuff takes place in England, uh, the St. Augustine Monster. What? Is this, is this going to be, like, a Scooby-Doo thing? All right, you want to hear this? this? is kind of gross. Okay. All right. All right, listeners, if you don't like it when we read stories, or we're reading stories. <laughs> All right, this is number five. The St. Augustine Monster is one of the earliest examples of a globster. Yeah, we're learning something. Hey, <laughs> folks, we're learning new words today. A globster, which is a delightful term referring to an, uh, to an unidentified animal mass that washes up on a beach and results in cryptozoologists speculating about sea monsters. This particular and particularly large carcass was discovered by a couple of young boys playing on Anastasia Island in Florida uh-huh. in November 1896. So, you know, it was a couple of years ago. <laughs> the boys assumed it was a whale, but Dr. DeWitt Webb, the founder of the St. Augustine Historical Society and Institute of Science, concluded that it was the remains of a giant octopus and sent photos and a specimen to the Smithsonian labeled as such. Is there a picture on that article? There is. Over the next century... Plus, various tests claimed to prove at one time or another that it was a whale or an octopus, depending on which test was run. That's weird. All right. Finally, in 2004, because, you know, we have to, it only takes us eight years, over a century. We figured it out in 2004. Wait, wait. When was this? 1896. I thought you said 1996. No, 18, like, 1896. So for a lot of years, for 108 eight. years, we finally was conclusively proven that the St. Augustine monster was a whale all along, proving that boys are always right. No, I'm just kidding. Just like the two boys who discovered it had thought. Ah, That's pretty cool. If you want to see it, you have to walk. You know what we'll do? We'll uh, I'll try to post a picture on our Facebook page. Okay. Which is a good time to plug our Facebook page. All right, and we're done with that. <laughs> if you're listening, go to go to uh, Facebook, look up Dads and Podcasts. I, I, believe it or not... You know, we post all our new shows on there, right? Right. And that's pretty much all we do because, we, right. you know, but this week I actually posted, we actually posted twice <gasps> non-show stuff. Can you believe it? I think we broke the internet. <sighs> I'm of course kidding. I'm going to look up a picture of Globster. All right. All right. You do that while I tell you about number six. You ready for this? This is Florida. You ready for it? Ready. A giant eyeball. 
Yo. So we're talking about things that are, cool things that wash up on a shore. Number six is a giant eyeball. In 2002, a Florida man found an eyeball the size of a softball on Pompano Beach. And Pompano Beach is like an hour away from here. In previous eras, this likely would have kicked off decades of sea monster speculation, but the eye was quickly handed over to the wildlife officials who easily identified it as belonging to a very, 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 very large swordfish. A swordfish. So, okay, so we are recording the podcast, right? Right. And you have in front of you a pop filter. Right. And not to get too far, but a pop filter helps keep out all the all the when we say like the p's and the t's from it exploding yeah. sound wise imagine because it's about the size a little bit larger than a softball right the filter the cir- the circumference of it imagine finding an eyeball that size uh, i i think that uh i would keep it <laughs> 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 i put it in something to, but i would totally keep it i think that'd be awesome i would uh i bring it to my I office thought it would, at like, work belong to like a giant squid or something really you don't believe it's a swordfish all right how about this one First of all, did you look up Globster? I did, but I'm not entirely sure. I'm pulling up the images that... Can that be your new nickname? <laughs> Globster. Can that be somebody's Rock nickname? Rock Globster. <laughs> Rock Globster. All right, here's one. A lot of rubber ducks. Yeah. Now, now how cool is that? Now, that's, that's something that I'm kind of surprised, one, it wasn't number one, and something that we don't see all the time because, I mean, it, you know, I know it's littering and bad for the water, but that would be kind of funny to drop a bunch of rubber ducks into the ocean. <laughs> All right, so I'm not recommending that anybody do that. I just think it's kind of funny. All right, so number seven, just like their Lego pieces, these duckies were the victims of a shipping container accident that occurred in 1992. The buoyant bath toys had been drift, have been drifting all over the world in decade or all over the world in the decades since, serving as an unintentional educators about the ocean's currents. Members of the Friendly Floaties, a name given to those rubber ducks, have been discovered on the shores of Hawaii, Alaska, South America, Australia, the Pacific Northwest, and even the Arctic ice. Some 200 duckies are still circulating in the currents of the North Pacific gyre, providing scientists with new information about what is known as the Great Pacific Ocean Garbage Patch. Yum. That sounds disgusting. They've even become the subject of a book called Moby Duck. Okay, we have to look up. All right. Moby Duck. Everyone listening to this podcast right now is jumping on Amazon and looking up the title Moby Duck. I would totally read that. You're on it? All right. Let me know when you find it. That is badass. That is so cool. So, so first of all, have you ever seen that Great Pacific Ocean garbage patch? Uh, I think I've heard about it. It's like this big floating, I don't even, it's huge, and I think it's huge and deep, but it's like garbage that just floats around. Isn't it like larger than Texas? Yeah, it's like disgusting. Because that's, did you find it? Oh my gosh, all right. Moby Duck, the true story of, oh my gosh, this is even better than the article. The true story of 28,800 bath toys lost at sea and of the beachcombers, oceanographers, environmentalists, and fools, including the author who went to search for them. Oh my gosh, I, we are so getting this book. I'm going to get it on Kindle. Really? Yeah. Oh wait, is there another one? The oh, wait, wait, there's another one. Hold on. The Revenge. <laughs> oh no, the 10 Rubber, Bucks, Rubber Ducks board book. I think that's a kid book, clearly. <laughs> that is so... All right, so everybody... 
And uh, let's see. Um, I'm trying to see how, how many people have bought this book if it shows. Uh, we need, everybody needs to go buy that book. It's called Moby Duck. And we haven't read it, but we're pretty sure it's the best thing out there. <laughs> All right. Uh, number eight was a Navy training mine. What? <laughs> a Navy training mine. Beachgoers in Miami Beach got quite a scare in 2011 when they noticed a five-foot-long mine had washed ashore. You know what I say when I mine, right? Yeah. Okay. Like, like Something you step on and it blow up? No, I'm, th- I'm thinking like the coal mine. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> the police were called... And the beach was evacuated, but the Navy quickly assured the public that it was simply an inert training mine that had somehow broken free of an offshore training site. All right. Uh, Number nine is a hundred live World War II bombs. Whoa. So these aren't like the landmine, which was inert, wasn't really, but uh, the nearly 100 World War II era bombs that washed ashore in Hampshire that same year, however, were very real and very dangerous. Some people speculated that the so-called supermoon the previous week was responsible, po- possibly because it caused very low tides, which others speculated fishing nets pulled them up. A British Navy team blocked off the beach and detonated the bombs while they were submerged in high tide. So can you imagine a hundred of these bombs wash up? They clear the beach, right? right. So nobody can be on there. But the, the only way they can do it, they got to set them all off. So can you imagine like, you know, like the, the sprays and the, the ocean water flying everywhere as they're setting them off? That'd be kind of cool. I wonder <laughs> if they videotaped that. All right, this is, I don't think I can read this. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right, you ready? ready? This is number 10. Whale feces worth up to $180,000. Is this ambergris? Or- Who? Ambergris. Is that what it says? Uh- it says, Ken Miles' dog, Madge, noticed the smelly yo- yellow lump of something on the beach in, in Lan- Lancashire first. Initially, Wilman had no interest in it. It smelled horrible. I left it, came back home, and looked it up on the internet, Wilman said. Wilman told the mirror. When I saw how much I, it could be worth, I went back and grabbed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't whale crap. It was whale vomit. Yeah. Have, have you heard about that before? I think, isn't it called like ambergris? Yeah, yeah. It just says it right there. Yeah. What, what do they use that for? I don't know. I was just I remember it's been in like episodes of Bob's Burgers, uh, Futurama. All right, he like that. he had stumbled upon a six pound pile of ambergris, and I'm very impressed that you know that. Much less can pronounce it <laughs> or whale vomit, worth up to one hundred eighty thousand dollars. The waxy substance is produced in the intestines of sperm whales to protect their dige- digestive tracts from sharp squid beaks. Good to know. So like. Whales have specifically evolved to combat squids. Like. Yeah, so they can eat them and they don't hurt their stomach. So despite its nickname, it's likely excreted rather than vomited into the ocean where it floats for untold years before occasionally washing up on shore. So why, so why is the whale excrement worth so much? High-end U- European perfumeries... Perfume. Use it as a fixer, which allows the scents to stay on the skin for much longer. Okay, first of all, I'm kind of gross. First of all, you know full well when you go into the ocean, right? Yeah. You're just swimming in like fish pee, crap, yeah, whale vomit, yeah. And you know, not you know, 
when you go to the beach now, you need to think, oh, I'm swimming with the rubber duckies. Yeah. But in truth, and and then you know people, humans go out there and Submerge pee in themselves. there and do all that too, right? So you're just swimming in waste, really, salty waste. So by all means, run to the beach. <laughs> but but uh, uh, I didn't realize that was used. First of all, I didn't even know the name of this, but that's what they put in perfume is whale vomit? Yeah. That was in uh, Futurama. That's disgusting. First of all, kudos to Futurama for educating you on... And uh, Bob's Burgers. They talk about this on Bob's Burgers, yeah, too? Yeah, there's an episode specifically about they get they find a block of ambergris, and they're trying to figure out what to do with it. Really? Yeah. I'm impressed. I, I, I'm very impressed. All right, so first of all, total sidetrack conversation. Is the maker of, of Futurama also the makers of Bob's Burgers? No. Oh, wow. So is this a whole, like topic that people talk about that i'm just not aware of there's also an episode of flapjack about it because you know like they live for inside the whale and so all right so okay again we talked about that we're on i'm, I'm really curious this is fascinating to me that <laughs> like I, I have this like feeling that ambergris is like a topic of conversation amongst the large vast numbers of the population i've never even heard of it before so if you go to our facebook page right and post on our page if you've ever heard of ambergris before yeah. i want to know who has heard of ambergris before well, the chances it's are really fascinating to me if you've seen uh every episode of futurama or if you've seen every episode of bob's burger so far you've seen it i think the episode of uh, futurama is called like 300 big boys or something like, or big bucks or something like that that's that's really fascinating to me all right so um, so I know this weekend I'm going to be looking up ambergris. All right, so number 11. Oh, yes, number 11. I'm oh. surprised that we haven't seen this one before. And this is the last one. And this is, again, fascinating things that wash ashore. We've heard of rubber duckies. Is this my favorite like man? No, rubber duckies, E.T., bombs, love letters. Uh, what was the one? Uh, mines. Mines. Fish. Uh, fish. Uh, whale vomit. Uh, the St. Augustine Monster. A motorcycle, and this one seems like an obvious one. A letter in a bottle. Oh no! <laughs> okay. Besides that one, this one seems more obvious too. A treasure map. Vast no. quantities of drugs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, every podcast, in order to make it interesting, sex and dr- sex, rock and roll, sex and drugs. <laughs> All right. So bags, and I already brought in the rock and roll with with uh. uh the replacements at the yeah. beginning <laughs> and because this is a family podcast we can't talk about sex so we're bringing in the drugs <laughs> all right vast quantities of drugs bags of drugs washing up on beaches is a fair is fairly common in fact according to galveston texas police packages similar to the 66 pound bundle of cocaine worth 3.5 million found on a local beach in may 2015 wash ashore once every couple of months but what made this one unusual was that it was the sixth bundle of drugs discovered on the beach that week. Four packages contained marijuana and two contained cocaine. Police were unsure of the reason for the massive increase, but speculated that heavy storms had restricted access to the Houston Ship Channel, which led to increased scrutiny by the Coast Guard and traffickers throwing illegal drugs overboard. So, okay, let's say this Saturday... Right. We're like, ah, let's go grab something to eat. And you're like, hey, let's go to the beach. Why would I say then? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, we've done that yeah. before. Not yeah. often, clearly. But yeah. we, we go to the beach. You're walking on the beach. You're like, oh, what's that? 
what's that like square rectangle thing? And you and it's a package. You open it up, and it's like in Ziploc bags, for lack of a better description. Yeah, it looks like sugar, but we're like, all right, clearly, why would anybody wrap sugar this way? It's cocaine. Right. All right, so you've got... I've seen Breaking Bad. Yeah, right, right. You know what I'm talking about. All right, so you've got a, a 66-pound bubble bundle. Let's say it's, it's, let's say it's only 10 pounds, okay? Yeah. But just doing the math, it's probably worth you know, $600,000 oh. of cocaine. Right. And you know it. You're like, holy cow, it's worth a lot of money. First of all, one, what do you do with it? Well, I mean, like, if there was, like, no, like, real, um, what's, the, what's the law against drugs, I would sell. But since there is, and because, uh, like I said, I've seen Breaking Bad. I know that once you start selling drugs, you get involved with some bad people. You might come back wanting more, you know. So clearly you're not you're not I, like, you're not I, gonna sell then. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't. So so what would you do with it? Would you pick it up? Would you I, be like, hey, anybody? I got some cocaine here. I like I don't want that, it. That's Feel free to grab part, it. Because like if you like leave to go tell somebody, then you know, somebody might pick it up. You know, in that case. But like if you take it with you, it makes you look bad. So what do you do? Uh, I call somebody on my cell phone. Call Sal. Call Saul. Saul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, can I start be, can I start being Jesse and be like yo bitch all the time <laughs> so so okay so you would what would you so you would leave it there or uh, I, I would probably alert somebody you'd be like oh attention everybody there's some cocaine here somebody get the officials <laughs> all right so because here's the here's the thought I actually heard this on the radio um you know if I mean that's a lot of money right 3.5 right. million so you know that whoever is doing that illegally obviously to make money right. you know they're like combing the beaches so what happens if like you find it but in the distance they're watching you yeah and you take it yeah even if you just go take it to give it to law enforcement yeah you might be in trouble that's true oh man i didn't even think about that yeah so so all right so okay so but the cocaine how, you're how like do they know which beach I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, sometimes they may purposely draw. I don't know. But yeah. let's, okay, let's let's play a different scenario. Let's say it's not cocaine. Yeah. It's marijuana. Right. Same thing? Uh, it won't be worth as much. Where am I? You're at the beach. I know, but what state? You're here, Florida. <laughs> okay. Oh, where it's illegal? <laughs> right. But if you're like, it's in Colorado, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm picking that stuff up and yeah, I'm Colorado, putting it on Craigslist. No beach. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, Northern California. <laughs> All right, so, okay, so cocaine, marijuana, drugs, illegal, good boy, you leave it alone. That's the right answer. It was a trick. I tried to set you up for something different. Yeah. You passed. All right, here's another thing. Right. Same packaging. Right. I mean, it looks suspicious. Yeah. But you open it up, and it's cash. And I mean, I don't mean like 20 bucks. I mean, there it's a brick full of $20 bills. Uh, a shoebox full, basically. I uh, mean, you're, you're thinking it's probably at least $200,000, maybe would, more. I would... um take two bills from each block <laughs> so that way i don't look as suspicious so and then what do you do you uh, you alert somebody and say hey there's a load of cash here oh no i just kick it back into the <laughs> really <laughs> all right so wait a minute all right so let's say i don't know i don't it's not separating that you can take each from each block it's like let's say it's, it's as big, big as this block. laptop right and and you and you unwrap it. It's in it's in something to make it waterproof. You unwrap it. There's a brown label, and you unwrap the brown label, and then inside is again uh, just stacks of cash. Right. 
and let let's say it's let's say it's a million bucks. Right. What do you do? Oh, I don't know. I mean, like you said, like the guys, you know, might be patrolling the beach. Right. Right. So do you just like you just like you back away? No, or what I would do is that like let's say I wasn't a, a like a tourist, you know, type of person. Yeah, I had like a folding chair, you know, I had like a blanket, everything like that. Right. I would uh, I would set up my you know like situation, you know, like so, a little bit across from it, and and just watch it, and just see, and just wait for about like an hour to see if anybody's going to come to claim it. And then if nobody does, if nobody does and like nobody around me has been like the same person for a while, you know what I mean? So you like, you get close enough to it so that if somebody like was like, Oh my gosh, what's this? You run up and grab it quick. Yeah. Cause otherwise you'd be like, damn it. I just watched somebody else get rich, but you would kind of just like, you know, just kind of like randomly look at it and kind of like circle around it in a way to make sure that nobody else takes it, but just to see if, if anybody else is watching. Yeah. Okay, so then you take it. Right. Okay, so... Oh, wait, wait, <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, I wouldn't take all of it, though, because, you know, like, they might still might track me down. So you take, like, half? I wouldn't. I'd take less than half. And then you just leave the rest of it there? I... I or you go turn it in? Uh, now I'm thinking I should just turn it in, otherwise, you know, they'll notice that, like... Half of it was gone. <laughs> you go back to your house. You I'm, go back I'm, to I'm the home. a dollar sign necklace. You, like, <laughs> you go. You go back to your home and to our house, and you repackage it so it doesn't look like anybody took more. It's kind of like when you take a little bite of cake, and you're like, "Well, maybe if I just round where I b- bit it off, it won't look as bad." <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, so then let's say let's say you take the whole million dollars. Right. So you know you can't spend it right away. Yeah. Cause so like. I can't spend all of it right away. Right. I mean, I mean, you could go buy like a new book or something, but it's not like you like, Hey, I bought a new car. Like dude, that must do must be making a lot of money as new part-time job. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like breaking bad then. Yeah. So it was a cool show. So, so, so of all the things to wash up on the beach. Right. Um, I think it's clear that the majority of them, the lesson learned here is stay away from the beach. Yeah, I mean the cool the the attractors, if you will, yeah. the things that would bring you to the beach: Legos, Legos. rubber duckies, the monster. Uh, maybe ones of that monster was alive. Yeah. So all right, ET. Yeah. All right, and there was eleven things, so that's three things. Um, maybe the motorcycle, although if that thing washed up ashore the wrong way, it could kill somebody. <laughs> I mean, it's a, bit, a motorcycle is no small thing. So, but we'll give them. So that's four things. Right. But the reason is not to go to the beach. Landmines. Bombs. Bombs. Drugs. Drugs. Letters. Love letters, yes. <laughs> no one likes to read. No, and... Nobody wants to be mushy at the beach. Come on. I'm there to get my tan on. No, my bronze on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We are winding out of time. That was, that was pretty good. So you had no idea that was going to be the topic, right? Uh, no. Not too bad, right? Yeah. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. So are we going to the beach today or not? Uh, no. No, <laughs> like, nah. I don't, because if I find that cash or that drugs, I don't want to be, compl- I don't, you know, I don't want to turn into Breaking Bad. <laughs> It'll be like Kronk, you know, I'll get like an angel on one shoulder, <laughs> like a devil on the other. <laughs> all right. All right, folks. Thanks for listening and tuning in to the Dadson podcast. Again, check out our social media. We are on Twitter um, and I, and we are on Facebook. Uh, Twitter is Dadson podcast, all one word, run together, smush together. Dadson Podcast on Facebook is all run together, except we do separate the Dadson from the podcast. But let's look us up. 
who knows? We may actually post on Facebook this week. And if anything, you got to jump on and tell us if you've ever heard of the word for whale vomit, which is ambergris. Ambergris. That is such a beautiful word for such a disgusting topic. <laughs> ambergris. Find out. I need to know. We need to know if this is a, a topic or a conversation piece that people have had for a while. Or, or is it just that the, the sun has seen it on two cartoons and can pull it right out of the yeah. air? Three. Okay, sorry. Thank you for correcting me, though. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, we are out here. Anything you want to add? Uh, mm. I'll buy some ambergris perfume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next time you're, you're with your uh, uh, either you, yourself, or your significant other, and they put on perfume, just know that there's a splash of whale vomit on there as well, <laughs> and it's worth a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are out of here. Thanks for listening. Um, I'm the dad. Oh, the sun. Be in there like swimwear. Like you haven't, Ken. Peace out. Ambergris. I'm ambergris. I'm ambergris. You're ambergris. <laughs> ambergris for me. Ambergris, ambergris for you. Hey, why do you like ambergris? <laughs> That's like a commercial. <laughs> Dead. Son. Dead. Son. Dead. Son. Dead. Son. Dead. Son. Dead. Son. Dead son. Dead son.